Okay, hi everybody. The podcast is on purpose and we are your hosts. I am Dr. John Duffy and with me, as always, Chicago Tribune columnist extraordinaire Heidi Stevens. Hello. Back from vacation. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of forgot how to do this thing. We totally did. We're like <laughs> literally like fumbling around with the controls. And right. Yeah. Uh, if but this is working, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Um, good to see you again. Good to see you. I feel like we have probably, I don't know, 40, 50, 60 topics we could yeah, so it's going to be Cover. most of the day. So yeah. get, get settled in if you're listening. Get a snack. <laughs> we'll give you a second. Um, I don't know. I think we should start by talking about the Women's World Cup. Why? What happened? <laughs> they won. Yeah, man, they won. I mean, they dominated. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, um, it, it was uh, partway through after the France match. I, uh, soccer, I'm not great with. Match, I think, is right, though. I think soccer so. match, I, not game. I am not going to correct you because right. I'm not great at okay. any sports. I'm going to go with soccer. match. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the pitch. I like the pitch. I like mm. that word. Yeah. That's cool. Totally. Yeah. So after that match, I was thinking, um, oh, I wonder if we're over celebrating, not because. Um, because Megan sipped the tea, you know, like yeah, I thought it was that Alex was Alex who sipped the tea. Was it Alex? Yeah, Alex oh, Morgan sipped oh, the tea. Megan was demonstrative. <laughs> right, she, she, yeah. she was excited. Right, and so How she's not going to that. By the way, effing White House. <laughs> right, yes, right, right. And then scored all the goals. The yeah. effing White House thing, by the way, that was an old. She didn't say that recently. Did you know that was like six months old or something? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know if it was six months. I actually don't know when it was, but yeah, I think it was older. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. In any event, um, I don't know if you remember because you're several decades younger than I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, when the Bears went to the Super Bowl, they recorded the Super Bowl shuffle yeah. like six or seven games into a 16-game uh, season. And I remember thinking, ooh, they might not go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, that this might be a big mistake, right. but, you know, like Egg legendary. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I had the same feeling with this team, like, oh, my God, I hope they win because – they're, they're talking a big game. Oh yeah, they're talking a big game, yeah. and they're you know like they're celebrating every goal against Thailand, big time. Yep. And um, you know like oh if they if they lose one of these games, man, they're whoever wins is going to come at them hard. Yeah. And then they won everything. And then they won everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't even close. No, it really, it really. <laughs> even the last game, soccer is a crazy game too because. Um, I, I don't know if you follow Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach were live tweeting it and uh, Glennon was explaining the rules, which she doesn't really understand. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really funny. Hilarious. And she was doing some videos. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Great videos no, explaining, them. you know, who's who and right, everyone's soccer. got their costumes in the soccer. Yeah. She called it the soccer. My favorite was about the, uh, the clock is going to go up. Because it's important not to know when the soccer ends. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the first things Will and I noticed when we started tuning into the games. I'm like, why did they just add two minutes? Why are they adding seven minutes? What ha- What happened to 90 minutes? Like, right. I have to be somewhere. And he's like, I don't know. And I was panicking because I was thinking, how much more time do they get to try and score and beat us? Like, you know, yeah. don't don't we finally get to say we won? Right. Isn't it over now? What is you it know? over? Yeah, yeah. I know. So those last six minutes or whatever are awful you know like that's a really hard i can imagine being on the field and thinking like because they're running like crazy that is a brutal game and it was like 118 degrees was it that hot yeah it's like this record heat wave they're having because climate change which is real Um, it is yeah wow we've got a lot to talk about i had no idea (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so I don't know. I like I, I wrote about how boys are wearing, you know, female soccer players jerseys. And I was watching some of these games in bars where men were like explaining to me like, oh, Rapino tore her hamstring like she's not playing today. And I was like, oh, my God, this all feels amazing and progressive. <laughs> and I love every second of it. And now I'm wondering kind of like what's next, especially from a parenting standpoint. I do wonder how many kids um, now are going to have an interest in soccer rekindled. Maybe they had one that's been lying dormant. Uh, Maybe they're suddenly wanting to pick up soccer, never picked it up before. So here's this question I have bouncing around in my head, and it's partly informed by the way my kids play sports and the way I watch you know, kids play sports. And partly I just think um, is an interesting question in the wake of, you know, a global victory like the one we just watched. And, you know, in this case, it's the Women's World Cup, but it it could be a men's World Cup. It could be, you know, any sport where, like, you feel like the world is tuning in. Right, right, right. right. And our our kids know that that's happening. Although at this point, I don't think it would have been our Men's World Cup, guys. But but it could have been a Men's World Cup, for sure. But men have won the World Cup. They just haven't been American men. Uh, (laughs) Yet. Yes, Uh, yes. Very soon. Right. Soon, maybe. Um, (laughs) Anyway, what... So... So what is the value of sports to our kids when and if they're not going to be, they're not going to dominate. They're not going to win the biggest game in that particular sport. They're not even going to get to the biggest game in that particular sport. They're not going to make it to the majors. They're not going to make it pro. They're not going to get to the Olympics. Like nobody even thinks they will. Um, But as kids, they dream of that. Of course. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to, I'm not, I'm not wording this super clearly, but I guess like, you know, it's, it's a cliche that winning isn't everything. Right. But, um, when you have kids inspired by people who have just won everything, right. Yep. And you want to seize on that and say like, yes, you can do it too. Yes. You can, you know, you can be the best and you can work hard and achieve great things and, and then have a platform and use it to change the world if you want to. And all of the wonderful yeah. things we're talking about, yeah. um, you know, it, I wonder if it's confusing to kids if they're like, well, what if I'm just on the team, but like. I'm not that good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like third in, we're, we're third in the division. I'm the worst batter. You know, right. like, yeah, I mean, right, right. Yeah. Is point. anybody going to celebrate that? Or right. should I not even bother? Yeah, it's or... just discouraging. Maybe I don't want to do this at all anymore. Right. Yeah. What if I just go out there and have fun? Is that allowed anymore? Right. Um. So, I don't know. I think those are interesting questions. I had a couple conversations with my own kids while I was, you know, on vacation with them the last two weeks. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on a couple of them. One of them was my son after a little league game said to me, we were talking about, um, you know, who comes to his games and sort of afterwards, especially if they've lost, he's kind of in, you know, not the best mood and he doesn't love all the questions that I immediately hit him with. Like, wait, cause I don't understand the game and I'm trying to learn it. And so I'll ask him like, wait, they can, so you can switch pitchers mid inning. Like I didn't know know, all that stuff. And he's kind of like, I'm just trying to eat my Doritos and like decompress lady. Um, It's been a rough game. Come on. And he said to me, he kind of blew up um, in the card the other day and he's like, and then you're always like, Oh, good job. And like, I know I didn't do a good job. And then you say good job to me and it's not even true. 
it's that part's brutal, isn't it? I mean, Julie and I had that with George. Um, he, in his eighth grade year in baseball, um, he, and he was a decent baseball player, but he had this slump at the plate. He could not hit a ball. I mean, it was like brutal because I could take him to batting cages and he hit one after another after yeah. another, and he gets to the actual plate and he's just whiffing or oh. dribbles into the midfield into the infield and it's yeah. over. It's um, and you want to say. Good job, or you're so close, or good eye. Yeah. You know, like good eye is a great is a thing people say from the dugout. Totally. Like, you know, good eye, you took a ball. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I say it all the time. Yeah, it's like um, Glennon says you should yell offsides during yeah. soccer, right? You yell right. good eye during baseball, exactly. And offsides during soccer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And yet that does very little, right, to the kid who knows. Like, mm, I know I'm not I'm not pulling my weight here. Yeah, this isn't going very well. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, winning kind of is the point of sports, right? It, I mean, it, it's part ultimately, of it. at the end yeah. of the day, it's kind of the point. And and I think if you never win, um, maybe you're losing some of the message we want our kids to get. We want them to win sometimes. We want them to, like, put it on the line and feel that moment of victory. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, um, and, and that I encourage parents to put their kids in sports because nothing else provides that, that, you know, like, unpredictable kind of like, you know, oh, the clock's running down and you're going to score the winning goal. You know, like here that that's going to happen. And it could only happen if they're in the sport, yeah. but it's not guaranteed to happen. Right. And some kids never get the moment, even if they're in the sport. So, you know, in my, so taking a step back in my estimation, I've tried to consider other activities relative to sports and equate them like, hey, it's just as good it's just as effective if you're in the band or the orchestra or in the play. And I really do believe that that is all great stuff. But there's something about the risk of winning or losing mm-hmm. and being on the line that is that is unmatched mm-hmm. in anything else. So I have trouble encouraging kids to not be athletes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think every kid has a little bit of that in them. And um, I find myself, when I work with kids... If they're not the best, not the best on their team, um, depending on whether it's a team or individual sport, but to make their benchmarks like better than they were yesterday mm, kind of thing. You I know like what that. I mean? Like, yeah. um, and, and then, and then we can call it a victory. Like, let's take a step, you know, okay, you're the slowest one on the cross country team. Let's cut 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's work for the next two weeks. If we cut 30 seconds, that's a win. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you're, you're, you become your own competitor. I like that. You know? Well, and that serves you throughout life. Yeah. I and mean, what a good skill. Right. So I saw a headline the other day that kids are backing away from sports. Yes. And I think you were quoted in this story, yep, right? Yeah. I was. So talk about that a little bit because yeah. I, did, I didn't click on it. Um, so, so I, well, I think <laughs> I, I was think, on vacation, I think. Otherwise, right, right, right. I would have. So, all right. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. Uh, <laughs> could I'll make sure I read all your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> on a normal work day, I would have read it. <laughs> By a lake, I didn't. I'm all right. Sorry. So there, there's a couple things at play there. One is one involves parents. So uh, June does some travel stuff, right? Yeah. And I think parents are more and more reluctant knowing like, well, there's an awful lot of stuff going on in that school building. Am I really going to go off to, you know, Tennessee to go to the regional tournament? You right. know what I mean? Like that, that's going to cost us like, you know, $2,000 and more equipment and forget it. We're done yes. with lacrosse. You know I what I mean? Like feel this in my bones as you're saying <laughs> it, having just returned from Des Moines. Yes. Right. And, 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 and kids sometimes play this card too. I want to be close to my friends. I don't want to go on the thing with the travel thing. And, yeah. um, and I'm not that good. 
And so a lot of kids want to opt out of sports um, and, you know, I'll do something else. I'll get a job or I'll join student council or whatever, mm-hmm. but don't make me do the sports thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that happens a lot is we identify who our kids are not really early in their lives. Mm. So you've probably heard like parents say, oh, she's not my athlete. She's okay. clumsy. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Uh, he's not my math person. You know, yeah. he's got ADHD. He's never going to, you know, and I, um, that makes my skin crawl like you wouldn't believe hmm. because um, when you pre-label a kid, uh, you're you're really telling them, okay, this is off limits for you. And yeah. kids take that as gospel, you know, right. uh, more often than not, you know. So if you tell a kid, and I've worked in this situation a lot, you know, you're not an athlete. Yeah. That takes a big chunk out of their life that yeah. they're just not going to do, right? So their body is not going to be what they want it to be, right? Because it's like, in a lot of ways, it's sports that get you that ideal that people are picturing the kids are like longing for to feel just strong mm-hmm. takes a lot of a lot of the food issues and body image issues away because you just feel like okay i have some agency over my body yeah. you know and a lot of the food stuff is about control and um and you're less focused on the way you look and more focused on you know am i good enough am i strong enough for this sport what you can endure Yes, right? exactly. Physically, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a I have a friend. Uh, um, this is tangential, and we'll cut it if we need to. Okay. Um, <laughs> but a good friend of mine has four daughters, and um, and he coached them in softball um, straight through. And his thing with them, uh, which I thought was cool, since they were little girls, uh, they'd say, you know, can, can I be excused, Daddy? He'd say, well, come over here. Let me, let, let's see. Make a muscle for me, you know? I think you need a couple more green beans before mm. you go. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, you know, like I'm not feeling the muscle there, you know, like yeah. the kind of the Popeye thing. And so these these girls eat. Like, man, they eat and they eat really well. And they're all athletes. Yeah. They're all like springboards. They run and they play and they're on the trampoline and they're they're all he's coached their teams. And so um, they're empowered. Yeah. And I'm not saying this just because they're girls. It's one of the coolest things I've seen a parent do is mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, well, you know, um, instead of shaming, especially a girl, you right. know, about like what she's eating or what she's not like, how much are space you strong? She's taking are you, up? Are yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, is, it, is this going to help you with your sport? Yep. You know, like, okay, you're good to go. Yeah. I love that. I love that too. Yeah. So sports are empowering in a way that I think nothing else can be. Um, and so that's that article really uh, in the background. What you can probably hear me doing is pressing kids onto a field or into a pool or onto a court to, you know, just do the thing, try the thing. You don't have to be the best at the thing. Yeah. Just get out there. Well, and maybe there's a lesson there for parents to, you know, seek out some teams or some opportunities that have a little less pressure. If yeah. You know, especially if your kid, I mean, some kids are asking to join travel and to try out for travel and to do the big expensive, time-consuming thing, and some aren't. And I do think, I mean, at least in in the city, and I imagine it's like this in the suburbs too, you know, you can sign up for like park district floor hockey or or park district soccer, and and it's – not expensive and you're not traveling much and it and so maybe that's a way to get sports into your kids life and get competition and exercise and fun and team building and all of that without that 
pressure that they feel to sort of like be hyper competitive. Yes. If that's not in their nature. Absolutely. There are um, in the cities and in the suburbs, there are church league basketball tournaments Mm. and they usually have two levels and the levels are pretty clear. One is kind of like these people who didn't make varsity in the high school or whatever, you know, but are really, really good. And then there's kind of what they call, you know, I think they call it scrub ball. Mm -hmm. But effectively, it's these scrappy players who are just playing because they love to play the game. And they go, you know, Tuesdays and Thursday nights out where I live. And um, and these kids love it. They're having a great time. And there's this camaraderie. And part of it's about winning, but part of it is also about, like, cracking jokes in a funny context, you totally. know, that they're not usually in yep. and, you know, connecting and stopping and, ma- and, and, you know, messing with each other a yeah. little bit, you know what I mean? And one thing um, that my wife, Julie, noticed when George was, George was a swimmer and a water polo player. I probably only mentioned that about 500 yeah. times. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we have new and, listeners every week. Right. They and didn't so, know. So um, my 23-year-old, um, up until a couple of years ago, but even then, when he was in college, but all the way back to middle school, uh, one thing we would notice is these boys who normally would kind of like be a little vain and try to be cool about things, when they jump in the pool, they're all goofballs. Yeah. They're all like splashing each other and playing, you know, like so. So fun. Yeah. And, and that in, in every sport, there's this moment before everything's happening and yep. after everything's happening and after, yep. where everyone's just like goofing around, you know what I mean? Or, yep. you know, look at me. I'm, you know, I'm Mike Trout batting right now. You yep. know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. And, you know, um, in and, a pool. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're just playing around and, and kids don't do that the same way they used to, you know, yeah. most of us grew up just like out the door in the morning go play all summer long totally and so we we had that skill down now that is a missing element of our kids lives yeah and um one thing his his coach said that i always loved is is he's like hey listen your slowest kid in the pool still isn't looking at his phone yeah you know what i mean they're still playing they're still at the thing and they're still getting better at a thing yep and I think that there's something cool about that. And the that. thing is not Fortnite. No. Yeah. No, the thing's not Fortnite. So it's funny you bring up a pool because, you know, I do travel quite a bit with my daughter for her trampoline team. We were yeah. just in Des Moines for this national competition. And my favorite moment of every traveling competition is in the hotel pool. Like we always, somebody on the team is staying at a hotel that has a pool. Maybe yeah. we're all at the same hotel or maybe we're at you know, two hotels that have pools and you pick which one is bigger. (laughs) But at some point on every trip, everybody ends up at somebody's hotel pool and the kids splash and jump and swim and scream and just have so much crazy fun. And the parents that are around on the side and talk. And um, this last meet in Des Moines, the, you know, the, the kids and on the team and the siblings were all took over the hotel pool. The parents were sitting off to the side and Joe, one of the dads who I just adore said, you know, those events, they last a minute and this stuff lasts a lifetime. Yeah. And I thought, God, that's so true. And it was such a good lesson for me in that moment because we had, um, you know, driven six hours to Des Moines. We had a six hour trip ahead of us to drive back home. Nobody on the team made it to the final round. So this trip that we thought might last two, three, four days really only ended up lasting one, which was fine. Um, You know, it was actually kind of a treat to get to leave and get back home early. And that was all fine. Um, But, you know, I think all of us were feeling a little bit of like, um, what exactly are we doing this for? I think that I think parents 
have those same questions that kids do. Like, if I'm not going to be the best at this, if I'm not going to win even some of the time, let alone all the time, <laughs> um, should I keep doing this? Right. And and I, when I watch my daughter in this sport, I see her learning just a tremendous number of things that I don't know where else she would have learned them if not yeah. from a sport. And yeah. the biggest one for me has been to watch her um, be genuinely happy for her teammates when they do well, even if she didn't. Right. So to be able to be happy for someone who's doing better than you. Um, That's God, amazing. That is an amazing skill. And I don't think I could have taught her that. I I just think that's a hard thing for someone to learn. And she has it. Like, she can fall. She can get disqualified, fall, and come back into the stands and scream her head off for one of her teammates who goes next. That's and amazing. And get her phone out to record her and, you know, cheer her on when she gets back to the stands. And she can also do really well and then take a teammate who didn't do so well, get back in the stands, go put her hand on her teammate's little knee and, like, look her in the eye and have this pep talk. And, like, those are skills that I just, like, I would pay – all the money in the world for yep. her to have and drive to all the dumb small towns in the world that we <laughs> drive to for the sport <laughs> right. or the big cities or wherever we're going. It's like so 100% worth it. But then even having said that, even having said that, I do have moments where I'm sitting around a pool in Des Moines thinking like, well, I don't know, should we... Should we have a talk about like how many more years we're doing this? Right, right. Or we're not this, we're not the best in the world. We're not, we're not going the to the world. Olympics. So your brother is going to keep tagging along to all these trips for how many more years? Right. Or, you know, you start thinking from a family perspective: is this the wisest use of, use of our resources, both financial Absolutely. and time wise? Is this great for your brother? Is this great for the family? Is this great for you? Should you focus on homework more, or debate, or track, or and then for and some parents have asked me like, you know, is this this doesn't work for me, you right. know? And I wish they had joined another sport. I don't like these parents as much yeah. as the football. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the track parents seem so much more fun. Yeah, so yeah. much cooler. <laughs> Make it to sit outside. <laughs> and I'm stuck in a gym. Right. Um, no, all of that. I mean, all of that, I think is, I don't think that makes you a bad person to have those thoughts. No, I think it's natural, are, right? Especially when you're part of a family, you have to consider all this stuff, right? right. I mean, there a are. family's a team, yeah, in a way. A, exactly. Right. That's a really good point. And at some point, you do have to consider, like, is this the way we're going to do this, or should we do something else that takes doesn't tax the family the same amount, right? It does. It's not fair to your brother to go to the thing, and these these are all things you have to work out, like you know, together as teams. And maybe right. maybe that's the coolest part is you know, like if you talk about the moments at the pool, and I'm thinking about moments in dugouts and mo the, the moments outside the sport that the sport sets the scene for, mm -hmm. th that's where some of the coolest stuff takes place. Like yeah. I'm thinking about like one moment in particular where this kid had this really, really rough race he couldn't finish in swimming. And, um, and Julie and I just watched like the team. So the coach kind of laid back and the team kind of one by one and then collectively kind of went up to him, said a few words. I don't know what the words were, yeah. but kind of cheered him up like, you know, it's all right, man. You know, we'll, we'll be fine. Let's try it again next time. You know, but those moments don't happen outside of these arenas either, right? right. Where it's like the the failures that we lament and are so difficult to watch, sometimes those are great moments for all the kids where everybody rises to the occasion, you know, um, 
and maybe not. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't, you know, then maybe the team. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, Danny was the best basketball player on my grade school and high school team. But he would lose it. If we lost, mm-hmm. he would throw <laughs> chairs and stuff. And, you know, and a couple of us were like, Danny, it's just a basketball game. Right. Dude. Um, but eventually we learned, like, he's part right and we're part right. Mm-hmm. Because he's intense. We should have some of that intensity yeah. because we suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not trying. You know what I mean? We're just happy to have the uniform on. Yeah. And you're like, you know, the girls see us and, you know, we're happy. You yep. know, we're not thinking, like. Winning? Yeah. Well, that's not really on the docket, you yeah. know? Uh, whereas Danny's like, we got to win. Right. Maybe he's closer to right than we are. Yeah. Well, because, you know, you do have to consider the good of the team, right? Yeah. If some people on the team want to win and you want to have fun, you know, right. like you're sort of not honoring their wants and needs then, yes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there's so many little lessons to learn. But I like this notion that you bring up of the family as a team yeah. making these calls on their own, especially in the age of like travel ball, no matter what it is, or travel trampoline or whatever it is, you know? And how do you make this call? When do you, when do you call that? And how do you call that without it feeling awful, you know, or like, you know, oh, well, I'm not good enough at this or something like that, right? Well, and the flip side is, you know, I've heard a lot of parents say their kid comes to them and says, I'm ready to quit. And the parents go like, wait a minute. Yeah, I invested sure. all that time and money in this. You're not quitting. Right. So like, there's that side of it too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And- you know, four years of this looks good on your college application. Right. You're not that, quitting. Right, right. You're yeah. not quitting because, you know, it looks like you're a quitter and we'll have to write a whole essay about that. Yeah. You know? That <laughs> <laughs> will not get you into Harvard, young man. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I I feel like I cut you off, but I, I, I do think that Joe's point about you know, those events lasting a minute and this stuff lasting a lifetime can be a good sort of gut check in those moments, too, because whatever moment your kid decides to move on um, or you decide to encourage your kid to move on, whatever they learned, they do carry with them for a lifetime. Right. If you're if you're looking at sports from what they're gaining, you know, apart from the victories or the scholarships or whatever, um, if you're looking at it for the friendships and the resilience and the, you know, ability to be happy for someone who does better than you and all that stuff, that truly does stay with them after they're done. And I think that might be the main point of all of it, right? It is, you know, if if you're listening and your child's an athlete, the odds of he or she becoming the best in the world, you know, winning some massive national championship um, or going to a D1 school and playing or playing in the pros, it's really, really, really slim. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to happen, right? right? And that's not that's true for our kids, Statistically, right? Statistically, probably not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. But they, there are these takeaways that um, that I think make kids better people. Mm-hmm. You know, I really do. You know, I, I, I think sport – teaches kids a lot of lessons that not many other things do. Um, there, uh, I don't know if I've told this story on this podcast, but um, when we started the swimming thing in high school, the coach had a meeting with the parents and he said, your kid's going to get up at 4.30 in the morning. Your kid's going to be miserable, probably sick sometimes. Your kid's going to you know, ask you to quit. Trust me. Just leave your kid in my hands and trust me and mm. it'll be okay. And I remember thinking, Julie, I think, had a little more resolve about this. I was thinking, 
Duffies don't do that. Yeah. We're not, we're, <laughs> we don't, we don't, we're not that hyped up and competitive, you know, take it easy, man. You know, yeah. like, we'll, we'll go to something else, you know, we'll go to something that starts after school, you yeah. know? Um, but George was all in and I, so I kind of just stuck, stood back and marveled at that. So just having made it through that, um, for four years, his closest friends, um, the people he spent the 4th of July with, we're all on that team. Wow. Yeah. High school swim team. High school swim team. And he's in his 20s now. He's 23. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and and they talk about, you know, like some of the things they learn and, and you know, um, actively, you know, yeah. like, hey, we learn to be um, tough and we learn to be resilient and stick through hard times. And so there's all this stuff you learn yep. from sport. And I don't know if you learn it elsewhere, even yeah. if you're, even if you're not great, which most kids aren't. Yeah. Yeah. So... Before we end, I want to hear if you came up with something to say to George during his baseball slump, other than good eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, so we, we we talked about how, you know, I remember sitting down with him one time. Um, he was upset after a game, and I asked if he liked being there. It was, mm-hmm. it was, if it was important to be there and be, be on the team. Mm-hmm. And um, he said... Yeah, I love that part, but I just want to be. I want to contribute. I want to make the contribution, and um, and so we kind of let that sit for a while. Um, I'm like, good. Well, then, then let's stick this out. Let's yeah. stick the season out. And as long as you're, you know, we kind of came up with a metric. Like, you know, his thing was watching a third strike instead of taking the swing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Taking yeah. the risk and taking the swing. So he decided, okay. I'm going to swing at the third strikes. He missed them. Yeah. Most of, you know, he, he made a couple, but he missed the vast majority. But that was the metric. And then once he was in high school and realized, oh, baseball I love, but it's not my sport. There's another thing out there for me. Yeah. Uh, he was able to take some of that and translate it, I think, into something that suited him better. You yeah. know? Yep. Um, so what we didn't do, I think, is more important. What we didn't do is say, eh. This this isn't working. This isn't fun. I don't like it. I'm not good. I'm gonna leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I and I don't know if there's any good message in there about that. I don't know if he ever would have gotten in a pool if we had just right. let it go. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, you brought up Glennon and Abby earlier. I remember Abby Wambach writing it was an Instagram post or a tweet or something um, about how her favorite thing to say to their daughters when they walk off the soccer field is, um, I had so much fun watching you today. How do you feel about the game? Oh, so good. So good. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think I need to adopt that instead Mm -hmm. of, placing my you know adjective right on his performance right. which he sees right through yeah and we're, we're all we all want to use that adjective yeah except on occasion when a parent will say you know like what the hell was that right yeah you know <laughs> which has its own set of problems That's its too own right set of problems. i'm not going to be that parent but yeah i yeah i know that hurts my feelings even here um <laughs> yeah i think we're probably of the same ilk in that regard yeah yeah uh, but um yeah but just to make sure they know you enjoyed being there yep it's important to you to have these moments where you're watching them do a thing they love or they're trying to love. Yep. Right. And they're sticking with, um, and then ask how they feel. I love that. And, and allowing that. This this is, I think where parents struggle a lot is like, you know, I didn't feel like I did a very good job today. You know, I feel like I let the team down and to let that just sit like, you know, wow, you know, so 
what about that? What do you, what do we do next time about yeah. that? You know, kind of like asking some questions, questions without trying to insert the, you know, oh, it wasn't that bad. Or, right. or you know what I mean? I thought you looked great out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> yeah. it's true. Kids like, well, kids, kids see right through that. Totally. They know. Yeah. We've yeah. all been there. And and you can put yourself in their shoes, too. I mean, sometimes if I'm venting about a hard day, like, I don't want Michael or whoever I'm venting to to contradict it. Like, it wasn't that bad. Right. I'm sure you're exaggerating. or You know, whatever you, yeah. they don't even have to put it in that plane of language, but that's how you hear it. It feels so much better to have someone just be like, oh, that hurts, yep. you know, or oh, man, yeah, that's This was lousy. a bummer today. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. Yep. So I don't think I would approach one of my kids after a performance or an event or a game and say like, that was a bummer. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if, if they did... I ask how they feel about it and they describe it as like, it sucked. Are you, you know, are you kidding? Did you see me strike out? Then I think I feel like I could say like, Oh man, that hurts. Or right, I, I, right, bet, right. I bet that hurt or I bet that was hard or whatever. So I'm picturing listening to us right now. And I have a young kid. I have a six year old. Okay. And you know, does Julie know? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's met the kid. It's, okay. it's all working out perfectly Very well. Very good. <laughs> um, no, you're, you're imagining this if is, this is hypothetical. Okay. <laughs> just to be clear. Okay. Um, do I do I want to even venture into this territory? Right. This feels mucky. This feels like ooh, there's a lot of feelings about this. My kids might not be the best. Probably won't be the best. Yeah. Um, is this worth even? Tr- and it's going to take up a ton of time and a ton, ton of, of energy and a right. ton of money. Do we uh, do we even want to do that? What do we devise that person? Yes. Hell yeah. I yeah yes. It's a hard yes, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, and there's a spectrum of sports, right? Like we said, you don't have to sign up or try out for the travel team. Right. You can do park district or church or you know, school team, if, you know, some schools are powerhouses and that might as well be crazy expensive travel team. Right, But some schools aren't, you know. Some schools, like, your track team is just kind of fun running around, right? Exactly. And and I I would feel remiss if I didn't throw this one note in because I've run into it way too many times, not to mention. Um, Your kid's sport is your kid's sport, and it's if you're living vicariously because – you know, I didn't score that touchdown, but my kid's going to <laughs> kind of thing. Mm, yeah. That's not going to work out. Right. One way or another, that is not going to work out. So you've got to let it be theirs. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. Let this be their yeah. childhood, not yeah. your second chance and it, at right. one. And it might be a different thing altogether than you would be this water polo thing. I didn't know what it was, Heidi. Like I, yeah. I, when George said, "You want to play water polo?" I'm like, "Well, that sounds cute." Yeah. <laughs> Do we need a horse? Or... Right, right, right. It sounded like volleyball to me. And the first thing I remember seeing was this kid coming up, this giant. Like I picture like a 300 pound kid coming up behind my 14 year old. Yeah. And bearing down on his shoulders and holding him underwater. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I literally like stood up and yeah. started yelling in the stands like a moron. He's drowning my kid. <laughs> Are you going to let him kill my child here? <laughs> this game is over. <laughs> so you became a quick learner. I learned yeah. very quickly to sit down and shut up and yeah. just th- that he's got this. Right. You know, there is that too. Right. Like, you know, recognizing like, okay, I might not get this, but my kid might. Yeah. You know, and they might have it down and I'll learn from them. You know, like one, the, the coolest sports story I have for myself is um, 
I didn't learn. I'm a baseball fan, and I didn't learn baseball from my father. He was he hated it. He we went to three innings of a Cubs game and left wow. to go to a pool. What did he hate about it? Everything. He hated the crowds. He hated the game. It was too slow. He was not a sports fan. Okay. He was a very he was a reasonably athletic guy, but could not care less about any sport. Okay. Um, I learned about baseball from my kid. You know, uh... like so George was this big fan. And at first I was like, oh, man, I hate baseball. In yeah. my head, I, I thought, like, it's so boring. Uh, but with my 8-year-old, I'm like, not going to engage. Yeah. You know, and this is this is something I encourage parents to do all the time is, like, get into it, and it might surprise you. Yep. Now, you know, we're fanatics, and just in time, you know, the Cubs win the World Series, you know, while I'm a fan. Yeah. You know, as opposed to, like, when I don't care. And I'm pretty grateful to George for that forever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He had good timing. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you. Yes, absolutely. Get into the thing, even if the thing doesn't work out perfectly. And it, as a psychologist, I'll kind of say, kind of hope it doesn't. Yeah. That's that's where the good stuff comes from. Yep. yep. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. This is On Purpose. We will talk to you next time. 